You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here comes the podcast on a Thursday. Al Dukes, how you be? Oh, hi, Jerry. So you did the warm-up show, the actual real show, and the post-game podcast. Here we are. It's a big broadcast broadcast day for you. Yeah, it's fun. I don't it's like mind. Four over four and a half hours of broadcasting. It's about that, yeah. And you'll be back right. tomorrow because Boomer's out again. I will be back tomorrow. I enjoyed today. though. Today went well. Yes, it went uh, well. We didn't have any hardcore sports. No, and it was no problem. And it was no problem. But tomorrow we will have uh, the start of Yankees-Mets. So there'll be a little more sports talk tomorrow, Jerry. One of the things that did come up today was your lack of uh, sleep or having a hard time falling asleep. Last night, yeah. Uh, which we've uh, both uh, been discussing uh, in our drives in. Yes. And I took a call off the air because we were already kind of long past that when this guy called me. Uh, you know, one of the callers suggested, well, you suggested that you had tried watching Bob Ross painting. The Joy of Painting. The Joy of Painting. Uh, to fall asleep to? Yes. Now, we all know who Bob Ross is, the PBS guy. Yeah. Even young kids, it became like a thing where he you was on. You could buy his shirt at Kohl's. Yeah, T-shirts, yeah. Um, uh, Chia Pets with his hair. That's right. This sort of thing. So, was that a show where you were supposed to be painting along with him? Yes. You were. So, you were supposed to get out your paints. That, I mean, listen, you could just watch it and enjoy it. As a relax. Want. To but relax. Whole, and, yeah, very relaxing show. But he starts the show off. He'll tell you that the colors we'll be using today are mm-hmm. going to pop up on your screen right here. And then they start scrolling by. And he tells you what you need. He'll tell you how he starts the canvas. You got to do this because there's always there's a little head start. Okay. Like the Black Mountain could be cut out already, already done. And then from there, he tells you exactly how to mix the colors and what colors you're going to make. It's very cool. And then you'd make your thing. Yes. And you're telling me that's on Netflix now. Yes. Because uh, somebody else who had uh, called me up off the air suggested that you watch a program I just started watching to fall asleep, Forensic Files. Okay. Which is also on Netflix. See, I've watched Forensic Files Real before. Life Murder Mysteries. The problem is I get into those, though. Me too. I don't know that I'm falling asleep to that. Well, as this guy mentioned, the narrator for Forensic Files, very mellow voice. Yeah. The best part about those shows that were on broadcast TV that are now on Netflix is like Forensic Files, each episode's 21 minutes. Instead of 30. Tremendous. Yeah. Well, that's what these things were. These shows and PBS, you know, it's funny. I didn't think PBS had commercials. Me neither. And maybe they didn't. I, I don't I don't know what they did. But these, the, the Joy of Painting, they were 24 minutes. Maybe maybe on PBS they were asking for cash. Yeah, it's possible. 
or promoting uh, Captain Kangaroo or whatever the heck else they were doing on that channel. I was very impressed after I mentioned him getting the two baby squirrels. Yeah. That someone actually sent me the picture of him feeding the squirrels yes, the bottle. Yes, I saw that as well. Someone tweeted us the photo. That is a listener that is engaged. Yes. What are your thoughts on taking, like, melatonin at night? Ha, so I was talking to Allie about that. Really? I took, when I was doing overnights, very quickly, uh, all, things were great for the first three. I did it for five years with uh, in the overnight. And so when I did that years one, two, and three, I would go home. I'd get home about 6.30. By 6.45, I'd be in bed. I would have days out. I wouldn't get up till 6.30 at night. I would just sleep the day away. Years four and five got to more like, oh, I don't know, lay down at 6.45 and I was up at 8.30 and I couldn't sleep. And I tried melatonin for a solid couple of months, maybe even longer than that. At first it worked. The problem was I was taking it every day. My body at some point just said F you with it. And that was... Like it wouldn't, it wasn't doing its job. No, I went right back to getting up in two, three hours. I couldn't sleep. I always like when things say like melatonin will be like non-habit forming. If you eat chips every night, that's habit forming. Like, sure. Doesn't mean the chips are addictive, like a drug, but it does mean you've become, it has yeah. become a habit for you. Yeah. I got into the habit of eating Cheerios and a banana every day after work. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I eating this every day? Sounds delicious. It is. I have that in the morning. But I was looking for something a little bit lighter and smaller in calorie and then have a, a dinner at five o'clock. When you get up in the morning, uh, before you leave for work, do you have a Nothing. any food items? No. Nothing. I don't. I'd love to, but I choose to sleep an extra 15 minutes. Right. So I'll get up now. I'm picking you up at 3.30. I will now get up at 2.55, take a shower, make a cup of coffee, out the door, and grab my stuff. I have a nice a Cheerios, a bowl of Cheerios. I know you do. Measured out one cup. Because I like to know the nutritional label always goes one cup. I know. It's. I think if people actually measured their food, yes, they would be stunned at how many extra calories they're consuming. Because the really the serving size is ridiculous. Yeah, a cup of a cup of cereal is you nothing. might as well drink a cup of water. It's really nothing. Right. But if you load it with fruit, I mean that's at least a way to make it a more filling Correct. meal, and you're getting better nutritional value as opposed to having two cups of cereal and more milk. I know you right. do the almond milk. Almond there, milk. But... Terrific in cereal. Not great in coffee. See, it's, I don't like almond milk. I've never had it in cereal, but I don't like drink. I like chocolate almond milk. All right. Awesome. But the regular is just like, tastes like nothing to me. It does taste like nothing. Like regular milk does taste like nothing. Milk has a taste. Would you call it a milky taste? Oh, shut up. I can't get these glasses on with my headphones on. Jerry, I did see this story the other day, and I'm glad. <laughs> Hold on. You're struggling with this. Yeah, and I'm glad I, I was able to print this out. Uh, Seaside Heights, New Jersey. A woman named Margaret Reynolds was at the beach. Okay. It says uh, she's 67 years old. It says 67-year-old London woman, so I guess means she lives in London. She was here vacationing, that perhaps. makes sense, yes. She was in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, uh, on the beach when wind took an umbrella that was jammed into the sand, lifted it up, and impaled her right ankle. I see this all the time, actually. That's not not impaling an ankle, but you see the, the umbrellas get taken away. Yeah, the umbrella went up in the air, stabbed her in the ankle. Uh, when the um, medics arrived, they had to use 
What did they use to cut her out? Like a pipe cutter. Wow. Because it was aluminum. Sure. Spike jammed into her ankle. Damn. A witness tells NJ.com, who reported on this, that it was uh, one of the frame ribs of the umbrella that the fabric covers and that the gust of wind sent the umbrella flying. It came out of nowhere. They needed bolt cutters to free her. Oh, my God. She was taken to the hospital. My goodness. Yeah, that's pretty bad. In 2016, just two years ago, Jerry, a woman was killed by a flying umbrella. Really? I can't tell. Like, when I go to go to the beach, sometimes I'm like, I would love the umbrella so I'm not getting direct sunlight. Other times, it's you got to try to jam that thing into the ground, spin it into the ground, and it gets pulled up anyway. It does. That's why I'm always fascinated when I see someone's umbrella doesn't budge. Yes. Like, what am I doing wrong? How deep is that? I, yeah, I don't know. And I even bought the one that's got the gray, you know, the ridges. The corkscrew. So yeah. It still doesn't work. You know when I found it works best? Occasionally, if you go... Sandbags. That might work. Or if you're one of those people that when you go to the beach, you go closer to the actual shore where the sand is wet. Okay. That will... That will hold your umbrella longer. What I try to do, and we don't go to the beach often, but we'll go a couple of times a season. I will use the corkscrew, as you call it, into the ground, and then I tie the umbrella to our... My wife's got... um, What, a chair? Like a a pull cart. Okay. And then I keep stuff in the pull cart for weight. I tie it to the pull cart, and it doesn't go anywhere. But it's a lot of work. It's It's a a lot of work. Then you're carrying the umbrella, taking it apart, putting it together. Yeah. Sure are. It's but at least I'm thing. not killing anybody. No, no one is uh, dying from your umbrella use. Right. What about snacks at the beach, Jerry? You like a grape, frozen grape? I love oh, snacks at the beach. Here's the problem at the beach. As soon as I sit down, I'm like, all right, yes. I need something. What's the snacks? Yep. These are top of beach snacks. Oh, let me guess. Frozen grapes. All right. Pretzel rods. Yeah. I like a good Dorito. Oh, Dorito. Dorito's terrific. Those three. Those three. How about fruit other than grapes? Like my wife will always cut up cantaloupe and watermelon. What about a cherry? Love cherries. But then you have the pits, and if you spit the pits into the sand, the seagulls are interested. Oh, can't do that? Uh, I I do do it, but then I cover cover my pits. Got it. Make it natural. Jerry, you're going to be happy to see that this woman was caught, Lori Yerick. 45 years old, of Mount Joy, Pennsylvania, pleaded guilty to dodging tolls on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Good. How did she do it? 1,645 times over a five-year period. Whoa. She had to pay back $10,000 in restitution, which was the amount of her trips, plus the costs associated with trying to collect the tolls from her. Plus a twenty five hundred dollar fine. So this might cost her thirty grand. Uh no, it only cost her um twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Oh, I thought there was another cost involved. You said. No, just those costs. <clears throat> she was also sentenced to two hundred hours of community service and two years probation. She was not an easy pass holder, but used easy pass only lanes. I don't know how she uh how did well, she how, they just snapped the picture of your license plate. Yeah, well I guess they kept sending her the fines, and she wouldn't pay them. I mean, okay. Send the cop and just go arrest yeah. her. Yeah. I don't know why that's so hard. Arrest her. That's it. I know there was a 
trucker. I think you can look this up on Google. Oh, Google it? I believe there was a trucker that crossed the George Washington Bridge hundreds of times. Yeah. And he had, he made a rotational license plate. Like a remote control. The problem was, and I think we might have actually done this on the podcast, where they caught him because he was so routine. They knew when he was coming. And they got him. And he owed thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I think he went to jail. What are you in for? Easy pass. (laughs) Stealing tolls. Stealing tolls on the easy pass. Right, think of that. What a stupid way to go to prison. Yeah. Not that there's ever a good way. No, there's never a good way, Jerry. But not paying your tolls? Probably a dumb way. Never want to be in confinement. They were supposed to pull those toll booths out once we paid for, like, the parkway and the turnpike, right? Yeah. How's that worked out? Well, I don't know. hasn't worked out. And yet you go to these other states, there's no tolls. It drives you crazy. Really? What states are these? I'm well, I was in Arizona. There. I didn't pay one toll no all tolls. week. And we were on a multi- multitude of highways. Never paid a toll. Why not wouldn't one. they set up tolls? Because it's not right. I wonder that, too, about places that don't charge for parking. Like, uh, there's certain beaches in New Jersey where you're allowed to park mm-hmm. and you don't pay. Yeah. And I think we're so used to paying for parking for everything. and tolls that places that don't have it, why wouldn't you just add it? Add it. Well, I know we're used to it. In La Jolla, where we went, is that La California? Beach, yes. There were no parking fees mm. and you didn't have to pay to use the beach. Is that right? It was a complete free day. Right. Like here, pay to use the beach. Yeah. And you got to pay $10 to park. It's just different. And, and it's pay so to park. Four of us. And it's not that it's that expensive, but for four of us to go to, say, Point Pleasant, if I spend $10 to park and it's $9 a badge for the day, I mean, that's $46 to go to the beach. I went to California. I didn't take my wallet out of my pocket. Plus snacks we were talking about. Plus snacks. Grapes, Doritos, it's a, it's, pretzel rods. Yeah, it's not a free day. I it always, is not. This, this is another thing that always bothers me. When they charge you to drive these roads... Yes, toll and you roads. you end up with massive traffic due yes. to construction. Right. You can't do anything about an accident. But if you're going to slow me down because of construction, make it free. Right. And they don't do that. That drives me crazy. I used to like an old school turnpike where when you would first get on, you'd have to get the ticket. Yes. And then you'd have to look what exit you were getting off to, to see, see how much you it was. pay. Yeah. I remember as a kid... When you're a kid in the car in that situation, it was your job to get the money ready because the driver was driving. So your mother would go, go through my purse here. Sure. Get get a dollar fifty out. Yeah. Give me a dollar thirty five or eighty five cents. I do like the day and but we did see it too. I like the day of no easy pass bill. Yes. And just paying for the tolls as you go. Right. Just easy. My friend Paul, that was always his dream to be a toll collector. His dream? Yeah. Because he thought, wow, what a, it seemed like an easy job. Yeah, sucking fumes all day. That was bad, but you'd be in the booth, you'd be listening to music or talk radio. And not moving. Not moving. You have your drinks and your food, your snacks. Probably grapes would be great in there as well. Pretzel rods, same thing as going to a beach. I would think that gets bored, boring very quick. Could be boring quickly. Plus, you'd have to know directions. Like, we used to ask the toll takers, right? You'd be like, I'm looking for, uh, you're right. Where is that? And they'd always, anytime I ever asked a toll collector for directions, I always had to turn around. Oh, I'd always really? be like, oh, I'd go up to the next exit, turn around, go south. How about the days before MapQuest? That I don't know how I did. Like, that. forget the phones right. and that. 
at least we could print off right. the directions on MapQuest. Where are you going? Print out the MapQuest directions. Like, we literally looked at maps. Yeah. And wrote down directions. Right. Right. You would have to get, like, if you if you were going to go to my beach house, let's say I had a beach house, you'd what be you like. you do? It's in Spring Lake. I'd have to say, okay, Jerry, get off at exit 98. Right. You're going to look for 34 north. Then go around the I circle. Know. You're going to take the second exit yeah. to the right, not the third one. And you'd be driving, trying to read, yeah. you know, a sheet of paper right. with detailed directions. Third house. Gas stations yes. for directions. <laughs> These are the directions they gave me. Where, where Am I heading in the right direction? I mean, seriously. The times are different. Much different. Where they really haven't perfected the whole maps thing is walking in the city. Like, if you're in New York City and you go, okay, I got to go three blocks over, yeah. I, I can never get the phone well, to know what that I'm right, walking I, the right way. I think when you start, you don't. So I use this in San Diego. To walk? To walk. Because we wanted to go to that gaslight district or whatever the hell the it's called. The gaslight district, sure. So we parked, and I knew I was three-tenths of a mile away. All right. So I found a spot on the street, like a parallel park, and I just oh, took it. Oh, nice. And I did the walking. I didn't know... Which way to go? Right. So I'm like, let's start going this way, and I'll see if it follows me or if it redirects. And it followed me, and I was perfect. And bang a right, make a left. Really? Was, yeah, it worked out. Now it's also happened in Manhattan. I think the reception's not great in Manhattan. The buildings throw it off. I remember I had a, a meeting with a with someone. A big wig. Would you uh, say a big wig? No, no, I wouldn't call him a big wig. But I had okay. a meeting with somebody, and I got out of the cab, and it was all right. I knew it was on this whatever it was Fifth Somewhere. Avenue or something. I'm like, am I going right or left? I didn't know. So I took a chance. I went right, and it was wrong, and the thing couldn't find me. And I went. Uh, I wound up losing like 15 minutes of time. Right. So in that case, but in San Diego, it was great. Uh, yeah, I generally have the worst sense of direction, so when I think to go right, it's a left. Yes. But when I try to fool myself, I go, I want to go right, so I'll go been left, right. and I would have been right. Yeah. It's so confusing, Jerry. Well... So it's life, Jerry. This it's is a how it goes. Microcosm of life. There you go. You love that word now. Yes, microcosm. Yes. I'm using that. Bob Dwyer taught you microcosm. From here on out, that's going to be my thing. Jerry, the warm-up show is next. It's a microcosm for what we do on the Boomer and Geo show. Yes. Which, which you was, hosted. Yeah, me and you today. And you'll be uh, hosting tomorrow with Geo? I will. Subway series talk, no doubt. And whatever else goes on today. And man boobs. And man boobs, which you teased. Yes. Good job, by the way. Thank you. Because if I were a listener, I'd be like, oh, my God. End of the show, Jerry teased some sort of story about man boobs. I'll be tuned into that in the AM. Sounds good. All right. Warm up next. to. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Hi, quarter to six on a Thursday morning. This portion sponsored by Credit Karma. Always good to see Mr. Nashville himself, and that is Albert Hainsworth Dukes. Oh, hi, Jerry. I was listening to this Harris Allen update. He was talking about the Spurs Raptors trade. Yes. Who was the guy he mentioned? Yakel. Who was this? Jakob Pertle. Yak- I called yesterday Jake, Jacob Pertle. Jakob Pertle. Something like that. Reminded me of oh, you and I were talking during the break of Yakov Smirnov. Yes. I remember him. He was a stand-up comic yeah. from Russia. And his whole act was Was he like, really from Russia? I think he was. You think he was? His whole act was, in Russia, we... Then you something. You roll the R Thank very you. well. Thank you very much. 
not long ago, I saw a newspaper ad to go see Yakov Smirnoff still doing that bit. For real? Yeah. <laughs> what Saturday night did you go? <laughs> He's still doing that. There's a Gallagher's brother. Oh, come on. Smashing brother, Watermelon still? Gallagher 2. Really? Smashing Watermelon still. Andrew Dice Clay still doing those hickory dickory dog. <laughs> I and mean, yet it's still funny. When you get an act in America, it, you can do it forever. I, I'm sorry. Who are you going to see next week? Rick Springfield. <laughs> and? Pat Benatar. Exactly the point. And I'm excited to do <laughs> I it, know Jerry. You are, but that's to your point. Yes, you're right. You get a couple of big hits, you're golden. A couple of big hits, and in comedy, just if Sam Kinison were still alive, he could still just be screaming. Yeah, and, and it that, still works. And it would still work. You're very ch- I was just watching a George Carlin bit. It never gets old. Well, he's passed. I know that. Oh. I said I was watching a bit. I thought you said you were going to see him. No, I'm not going to see him. He's not touring. It might be a George Martin or a George uh, Carlo, but not George Carlin. Different guy. The one, yeah, I was watching the, the the airplane bit, which to me is still one of the funniest comedy sketches I've ever seen. Which is what? What's the deal with airplane food? Uh, well, that I old mean, gag. All the, the, like the one that I find funny is when he talks about how people complain about delays in an airport and how long it takes you to get somewhere. And he's like, think about it. You're in a tube. Right. Flying from New York to California. Yes. And heaven forbid your flight's delayed 30 minutes. How about this? Walk there. <laughs> That's not like a Louis C.K. bit also. I wonder if they. If I think the... Carlin had it first. Hmm. All right. Right. Much older than Louis Much C.K., older. isn't he? Much older. Right. Jerry, speaking of old guys, uh, Darrell. I'll use. I'm not <laughs> old in on yet. 50. <laughs> not really. Closing in on 49. Closer than 40. Darrell Revis retired yesterday, which a little birdie told me when you heard that out in the newsroom, you said, I thought he retired a year ago. <laughs> I did. Me too. I thought he retired at the end of the season. Me too. I was surprised. I'm like, all right. So? Now. So what? So who cares? <laughs> right. I agree. I mean, not that, not who cares. He was a great Jet, and his time has come. But, like, to me, it was over already. He was – Darrell Rivas is an interesting one to me because he was great for a very – to me, a very small window. But perhaps it only feels that way to me because after he left the Jets, first of all, he won a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots, right. which can you be a real, like – historical jet if you won a Super Bowl with the Patriots? No, I say no. no. I don't either. I agree with that. Then he was just on... Oh, Kansas City last yeah, year. The Buccaneers. Well, the Buccaneers was him basically finding his way out of New York. Yeah. And when, was not... We didn't watch him in Tampa. But you're right. When he was with the Jets, he was a great, great player. But it wasn't a 15-year career. No. It was a small window. Yeah, probably he was probably... I would say for six... Probably six years, seven years, the best cover corner in the game. All right. Which is not a, a – you're right, that's not 10, 12 years, but he was a great player. But sometimes when, famer too. when these guys hang around too long, it sort of – it, it kind of taints the, the whole picture of them. But you know what's funny about I that? I agree. And usually when you talk about hanging on too long, you think of a guy who's, you know, in year 15 or 16 and just trying to collect a paycheck. And he only played 11 seasons. Yeah, then one of the stats, and maybe, uh, you know, playing 11 years, one of the stats that I looked at that threw me off a little bit, being the greatest cornerback, one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time, he only had three pick sixes. No one threw at him. That's the whole, not true. I, no, well, it is true. In the beginning, they would say that, and I covered the Jets when he was first drafted, and I was around there for a few years. 
and you were to go watch the games, you could basically go to sleep on one half of the field because they might throw his way once a game. I mean, you talk about just, it was like, all right, Revis is there. We're going that way. There were very few teams that would throw at him. So it's hard to have a pick six if the ball's over there. But only three in your career? Well, I feel like I, Deion Sanders. Have, if you had, don't have an opportunity. I feel like Deion Sanders would have two in a game sometimes. Uh, I guess. I don't rem- I don't really remember. That's a little ways back. I don't remember two in a game. But I'm sure it happened. Google it. You just Google it. It was your take. I'm busy. What, are you a boomer? Telling me to go do work? <laughs> Somebody Google that and send that to me on Twitter. There you go. I don't have time to Google it. Uh, then uh, Antonio Brown, Jerry. He's a wide receiver for the Steelers. Did you Google that before this started? <laughs> I did, and I was correct. Yeah. Uh, cover of Madden. You don't strike me as a um, as a video game kid growing up. I was not. S- not even sports games. Um, not really. Here's what I liked. I liked Miss Pac-Man, but the arcade in the arcade, not on the any one, gaming system. The one, the table one, like where both. you had to sit down and play it. I prefer the standout one, but All the, right. the the tabletop one was kind of cool too, and it was rare to find those. What was the difference between Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man? Nothing. The graphics were better. I don't know why. And I was better at Miss Pac-Man than I was Pac-Man. Okay. I don't understand. Miss Pac-Man. I like Miss Pac-Man. I like Pitfall. Ooh, that was a good one. And I liked, believe it or not, NHL. Other than that, I never got into the Madden games. And I know they're really cool. My son plays them now, and they're even better now than they are. This MLB The Show is phenomenal, yes. even though I don't play it. But growing up, I was not into video games or cartoons. Or I was out playing, Al. <laughs> you were busy out playing? Then, and I they, was, yeah. They always say the Madden curse, Jerry. I'm not sure if you're aware of that since you don't play the game. That the cover person on the cover, bad things happen to right. them. They get injured. Mm-hmm. I would still want to be on the cover, though. Of course you would. You do, get they, a, do they get paid for that, do you think? I don't know. It's, I bet you it's part of that package deal with the, uh, the deal that the NFL just has when, like, when you... When the NFL does deals with somebody, I think you get all the players. Hmm. So then everybody probably gets a little portion of all the sales, yes. which is just insane. Of the video game. You know how much those games go for now? 60 bucks, 70 yeah, bucks. In some cases, more. Really? And, and they are great, and the graphics are great, and I'm sure everybody's getting paid. So you got, but boy, oh boy, it's a lot of money for a video game. They've gotten so complicated now, Jerry. When I used to play, it'd be like, okay, you hit the X button. Yes. Now it's like, wiggle waggle the. Uh, the, the joystick on the left, <laughs> tap the joystick on the right, hit the YB button at the same at time. At the same time, exactly. Like, Come on. <laughs> and you get a jump pass. Yeah. It's true. Not easy. So when you're trying to, you know, bond with your children and play, you'd be like, I'll I'll play. And you pick the Patriots because you don't know sure. how to play. And you're like, they must dominate. And you make your kid be the Cleveland Browns. And then no they doubt. still crush you. Have you seen, I know he said the show. Have you seen the MLB, the show? I have. I mean, I, I watched my son play it often yeah the other i guess it was probably last weekend i walked into the room i thought he was watching a game yes and i it took me a minute to realize it was a video because i even said i'm like why are you watching the ranger game because i could i actually recognized the texas stadium and i'm like you're watching the rangers and he turned around and he goes dad come on and he showed me that i'm like oh my god it's the video game yeah it's incredible they even the nba ones they have yeah. uh and i guess the nfl players too they they have the actual tattoos you can see it more in the it's NBA because they're in their, uh, you know, tank tops, Jerry. Sure. Actual, the actual tattoos on the actual players. Speaking of tattoos, real quick. So when we were in Arizona last week, we go to Chase Field. We're watching the Diamondbacks and the Padres. And so I took my little guy. He had to go to the bathroom. And we're sitting in there. And this guy comes in. And you talk about tattoos. Al, he had tattoos on all of his knuckles. 
and then it was a complete arm sleeve starting at the wrist, and I mean dark. Yeah. And he was wearing a tank top all the way up his left arm. It continued up his neck to his chin and then most of his right arm. But for some reason, the bicep wasn't done yet. Maybe he's working on it. And he looked like this big, tough guy. I'm like, oh, all right, stay away from this guy. So all of a sudden, you hear someone call a name out, and he rolled his eyes. He went back outside. He comes in with, she couldn't have been more than five months old. And there he was changing diapers in the bathroom. A big tattooed a big guy. Big tough guy just being dad. It's actually kind of funny. A big tattooed guy changing diapers. Big tattooed guy changing diapers. All Sounds right. like Bob Dwyer. Uh, well, he's not big. He is a tattooed guy. He's a guy. tattooed guy. Do exactly. I have time for one more old guy no, story? You're gonna hold- All right. I'll Why hold- don't you hold that? Tease I'm going to hold that. Tease Jerry- me out. <laughs> Jerry, coming back, I have another old guy story, and what's he up to? I'll use <laughs> this portion sponsored by Credit Karma. Get your truly free credit score and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma. Download the Credit Karma app today. Credit Karma, get knowing, quick break, old guy story, and uh, Geo well, with me at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, we got a couple more minutes to the top. Uh, the <laughs> Mets and Yankees uh, did not play. We're watching MLB Network in the studio, and they're putting up some some videos of uh, moments from the last, I guess the first half of the season that are quite memorable, if you will. So anyway, uh, Mets and Yankees will play tomorrow night. Noah Syndergaard starts tomorrow. I'm going to that game, so I'm actually excited to see uh, Syndergaard pitch, kind of cool. You going to the Bronx? No, I'm going to Connecticut. Yes, that's well, they're where not the playing game there, is. Jerry. Yeah, I'm going to the stadium tomorrow night. Syndergaard versus. Um, Let me hear. Go Severino. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember the big story? They're holding Severino. Oh till right, me. right. Domingo Herman. Good job, Domingo Herman. Jerry, speaking of, uh, we did a lot of uh, these, you know, Yakovs. Uh, you brought up Yakov Smirnovs for some reason in the first segment, but Jose Kinsenko is uh, becoming a pro wrestler. <laughs> yes, I see this. But at first I was like, oh, WWE. No. WWF. No. WWL. Whatever wrestling they do in Oklahoma. Oh. Their own regional wrestling. Okay. He's probably getting paid, though. His aid. Right. Yeah. He hey. wants to go to the... They, everyone wants to go to the Gotta WWE. Gotta start somewhere, don't Gotta you? start somewhere. Like, Greg Hardy is doing MMA, but yeah. it's not UFC, right? I don't no. believe so. I think he's trying to work his way towards yeah. that. You got to work your way up. So if, it's funny because Jose Canseco, which they popped up some of the most embarrassing videos in baseball history, mm-hmm. and that one is always, you know, what I'm talking about where the ball bounces off. His yes, head for a home run. It was a fly ball to center wherever he was <laughs> right playing, field. bounced right off his head. So yeah, good for him. He wants to wrestle. How old is he now? He's hey, got to be in you. his fifties, right? Yes. You sure? <laughs> Well, he's not. Well, here's what I know. He's not sixty. No, he's not, and he's and probably he's definitely still in great not, shape. Not forties, right? So in the fifties, fifties nailed 50s. it, Jerry. Probably still hit home run. You, and yes, go ahead. And then I see uh, Cespedes played first base last night, which is interesting since Mickey Calloway said the other day he's our left fielder. Well, I, I like the idea. I thought Gio brought up a great point the other day. When you play softball, you put your biggest, laziest player. Uh, I'm boomer size. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> North attack. <laughs> like you know, the guy who can't move. Yeah. The guy who's just really got to stand there. And you hope he's big and tall because then. Right. Remember when Wally Zerbiak played first base for us at Yankee Stadium? Yes. He had a knee brace on. But you could throw the ball twelve feet in the air, and he I would suppose catch it. big target. Yes. So Cespedes is a big target. He is a big target. So he'll be playing first base, I guess. Do we look for that in the Subway Series? No, Jerry? I think he'll DH all weekend. 
I do Ooh, not think DH. he will play first base. I think maybe he will in the coming months, not this weekend. Well, let me ask you this. Is there a buzz for the Subway Series? Or are the I, Mets so bad at I, this point, you don't think no, there's I don't, buzz? I don't think there's too much buzz, but I do think once we kind of get to it, right now we're in this malaise of nothing. So hopefully maybe tomorrow that picks up. If you had to check a box, Jerry, buzz, no buzz. No buzz. You would. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't sense any buzz for the Subway Series this weekend, but I think tomorrow it starts to build. We've had Again, we've had nothing all week except the All-Star stuff. It's kind of weird coming out with that series. Are there any gnome giveaways? Uh, no, but there is a Cindergard bobblehead giveaway at City Field in a couple weeks.